All right, it's very possible that this is my oversensitivity to things at play, but I was re-listening to this interview I did with Chase Reeves uh, from that. We've, I've done a couple of these. I've tossed a few of these in the podcast um, from my from my old podcast way back when, Fearlessly Questioning, and we were we were talking about the idea between acceptance versus tolerance. It's a very subtle nuance, but one I feel. Uh, can be uh, very just quietly damaging to your overall mentality and approach to the way that you go after things in your agency. And and if you're not the one calling the shots and you're constantly looking for acceptance and and finding tolerance, it can be this this grind that ultimately wears you down. And, and all you want is acceptance. And for those in charge that are you know maybe possibly dishing out the tolerance as opposed to acceptance, I think this is a very a good give and take and, and just kind of understanding the nuances for each other. But Chase is, um, is a, is a fellow internet entrepreneur who uh, started a company called, it was co-founder of a company called fizzle. And now he finds himself, um, with some decent success, um, uh, with a company called bagworks.co where he uh, reviews a ton of different backpacks on the internet, primarily on YouTube. Um, he seems to have found a decent amount of success there. This is post uh, our interview. Uh, he was primarily with Fizzle, but I, it was just so good. And I was listening to, like I said, maybe a month or so ago, and, and I thought this is really kind of where a lot of the, the conversations I have feels like they are at. You know, this finding, you know, trying to find this acceptance and only really coming back with tolerance. So hopefully it helps. Even if it just helps one of you, I feel like it's 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 worth it. But enjoy. teaching me about myself. It felt like it was me going like, this is my crew, this is my people, I'm finding my people, I, I fit in, I'm not a weirdo. That's my vision from this, right? So the, the, in some ways, the difference between acceptance and tolerance is a communication about what the vision, where you're going, what the mission is, and calling your ass to the line to say, like, keep me accountable to this because I'm the one who's going to let myself down the most. Help me stay accountable to continue to do this. Your partner can be an asset or your friends can be an asset if they understand your vision. Because what it, what it kind of makes me think of is like, where are you not standing up for yourself, right? And where are you allowing others to sort of tell you what to do or, or allowing social norms to sort of be the thing, the way that you live your life versus like, well, I've always felt that that was wrong, but, but I've kind of like, well, we're just going on with it. Chase Reeves, are you ready to fearlessly question today? I am as ready as I'll ever be, Joey. I will take that. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'll take it. We'll move forward with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chase, I have to start the show out like this, and you may want to just leave after this, but I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice on it. <laughs> okay. And we'll see how it goes. So well, we were sending this thing up. We were emailing back and forth. We had a couple of rescheduling things, and at one point, you had sent me this email, and you had said, I, I'm, I got a pretty nasty cut. I'm heading to the ER. I basically chopped my finger off with a chef's knife, and that was very nice of you, Chase. I don't know if you lied, but you, you wrote me like a 50 plus word email with like a severed appendage. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, li I don't like to cancel 
uh, or, you know, lightly. So uh, I have the pictures to prove that it was an intense thing. And I'm okay now. It's, all, it's almost all grown back like a, like a lizard's tail. <laughs> Well, I just I just want to let you know that uh, you could have said, "Dude, my fingers like half hanging off. Like I'm I'm out. Like and I would have been okay with that." So just okay, future right. reference. Future <laughs> yeah. reference. Next time we have something scheduled and you severely injure yourself and there's blood everywhere, just like two words. Like that's it, please. Yep. The worst part is I didn't get to eat the salad I was making. That would be a little gross. <laughs> exactly. A little extra protein. <laughs> Well, because I know, I know we've got to we've got to keep this thing on track. I want you to go ahead and catch people up. Tell everyone your story as it relates to fearlessly questioning acceptance versus tolerance. I have no idea if you know what that means. I don't know if I do know what acceptance versus tolerance means. I mean, it is. It's, I've been thinking about because it it's it's very interesting. Like, what's the difference between accepting something and tolerating something? And I've been married for ten years, so I feel like I know a little bit about both of those. Um, and I guess. So what, what can I ask you? Like what, what are you getting at with the accepting and tolerating? Because it, it is very, it is an interesting, it feels like, okay, uh, let, what is the difference between the two? Well, uh, the way that I set this whole thing up and the reason I asked you to, to talk about this is because, uh, you know, we're all trying to do these things online that are not necessarily what everybody else in our real life are trying to do. And when we yeah. try and explain them to them, they generally look at us like we're a little bit crazy. I, I don't know sure. if you suffer from the same problem. Uh, but you hang out with probably much cooler people than I do, maybe slightly. That's uh, debatable. That's debatable. But um, so they just kind of like tolerate it. It's like, oh, that's, you know, whatever he's doing over there. Like, but yet yeah. once it gets in the way just a little bit, then it's like, ah, I'm out. Like, like I can't handle this. Like I'm not going to mm -hmm. help move this thing forward. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. So you're saying that they, uh, they tolerate it, to but they don't point. accept it. Right, they tolerate it to a certain point, and as soon as there's enough friction that like kind of gets yeah. in the way of something they want to do, or if it's like, boy, I really want you to be healthy and start working out, but man, you're gonna go work out, and I got the kids, and like, just no way, you're not doing it. Now. Yeah, That's not yeah, 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 kind of yeah, thing. yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, so for me, my my story up to now is is <clears throat> is a lot of moments of of. I mean, I'm the guy in my friend group who who is the one who get really enthusiastic about stuff and really like be like, dude, this is good. This new band or do this new restaurant or do this, that, or the other. I can't imagine you know? that at all. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't get that vibe from you at all. I'm it's surprised. tough. It's tough to imagine, but just, uh, just go with me there. Uh, and so I, I find myself often in situations where I've like said something enthusiastically and my friends are just like, Oh, Oh my God, he's at it again. You know, something like that, right? Um, so that's something that's kind of like always been there. And yet for some reason, I haven't stopped being enthusiastic about things in spite of all of the negative feedback. Because every once in a while, I really, I, we, we win. We, we, we all win together and we get to do something fast, fascinating and awesome. So for me, like getting into design, getting into making things on the web and, and, and creating music and and all of that stuff, which all feels like it's in the same vein for me. I've always, I've always had a computer uh, since I was like a freshman in college. And since then it was like, let's make music, let's make images and pictures, let's make t-shirts, let's make whatever we can that's gonna be funny, it's gonna be interesting, it's gonna be cool, um, all of that stuff. Because a lot of those things that I would see out there, a lot of, a lot of those made things, the shirts and the music and the movies, I loved so much because I felt like I was learning so much about myself when I watched them. You know what I mean? Like the, when I saw them, when I saw someone in an awesome shirt, I was just like, oh, dude, I want that. I want to be that guy. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a shortcut to, you know, just it cuts through everything. It's just like really shortens the whole I can I can get down. I, I understand that guy. Yeah, exactly. And, and I want to like I just like that's my people. Like maybe is a better way of, of putting it. Like that's my people. The per- person with like the weird like the Ren and Stimpy shirt or something like that. Or the are they just like the weird gutter punk sort of thing that was all intense, but then it had like a silly like a kind of a funny tagline on it. It was like always for me. It was, it was mashing together multiple stuff. So, um, so I was always making things because everything that I because there was so much stuff out there that I fell in love with because it felt like it was felt like it was like teaching me about myself. It felt like it was me going like, this is my crew. This is my people. I'm finding my people. I, I fit in. I'm not a weirdo, you know, stuff like that. So, um, so for me, that is really the impetus and the heart behind everything that I've done up to now. And it's just, it's been a very long and winding road and little like streams and rivulets that I've had to come back from and go like, that was a mistake. And, but it's all come from the same stuff of like, can I make things? Cause I like to keep my fingers busy. I like to make stuff. I like to be creative. I'm, I'm not, I'm never not going to do that. And so can I do that in a way that like I can support myself? And that's been the journey of the last like 10 years. Um, I came from, I, I was like trained to be a pastor actually. And, and didn't come from a religious family at all and got really into that uh, through high school and college. And then after, after uh, like I had about 10 years ago, I was like, okay, like I kind of want to move out from that. I'm not done with it, but I wanted to move out from it. Uh, and get at other sorts of jobs. So since then, I was always looking in the creative sort of uh, sort of fields. And how can I how can I make stuff that I think is cool, you know, and support myself doing it? And that's turned into what is now Fizzle, which is where I teach we teach people how to make stuff that they think is cool and support themselves. You know what I mean? Or to provide value in the world. Of, I hate that word. Provide value. Gosh. That just sounded terrible. That sounds like a that sounds like a tag. That sounds like a tagline. That sounds like a politician. Blame everybody else that overuses it. We'll let yes. you. Yes, but it, but it, and that's why. That's why because it's not cool anymore. Now it's the shirt that everybody has. It's just yeah. like you don't have to have. You don't have to fight for it. Everybody can go provide value. You know. So I should cancel the uh, design I have for my value T-shirt. Then it just says value. <laughs> it says value. Value ninety nine cents. Right. No, but I mean because the because the principle the, the hard thing with cliches is that they're very they're still so true. It's just that they lose their power. And so I'm always looking for, uh, so the, the truth is that value thing is true. Watch me say it in a different way. Make something that people really want. Make something that solves people's problems. Make something that that's other people are dying to pay for. Like, right? You know, like that's the same thing as saying providing value. But to me, it feels more, I can sink my teeth into it more. It feels more raw or I guess maybe more cooked. I don't know. One of the two. But that is what I, that's what we do now at Fizzle is we, are learning ourselves or have learned over the last 15 years of just trying a bunch of stuff. It's me, Corbett Barr, who, who has been a blogger for like six years, over 500 posts, huge, tra- huge site called Think Traffic. Barrett Brooks, who started his own stuff and then that fizzled out and then he was a part of Fizzle and then we had, we were like, hey, we're hiring someone and he applied and he was like way overqualified and, and now we've got this great team. We just hired this other rock star girl named Se- uh, Stephanie down in Chicago who's been like, anyways, it's just, we got this cool team coming around this this mission of helping small, like independent entrepreneurs make progress on their business every single week. You know? Yeah. Let me now. Those people that you're helping, they're obviously they're 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 taking a risk. They're jumping into something that they have never done before. In most cases, yeah. I would imagine, and they have these people in their lives that they have to sell this acceptance to. Like, this is what I'm doing. You need to be okay with it. I, I would like yeah. your help. Uh, but again, when I my my, my like 
perception on this is that they probably end up with tolerance nine times out of 10, like from that, like, all right, fine. Like whatever, like I get it. Like just yeah. don't wake me up. In, okay. The people yeah. in their lives is what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So the real fear, the first fearless question I have for you, Chase is can we then ultimately be successful without gaining full acceptance for those things that we're trying to do? Well, I mean, it, 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 it depends, right? Uh, like I have a, I have, I have a wife that I love very much and we've been together for 10 years. We have, we have children together. We do all the things. Um, and I want part of the, part of the, like, you know, how part of my, my key performance, uh, metric is, are, am, I, am I still married? <laughs> is that going okay? Um, and like probably more than anything else, uh, that that's the, the barometer for me. If that gets screwed up, then I have, I have screwed up. Um, because I, because that I've, I've made like one of the things we talk about on our podcast, the fizzle show a lot is, is the difference between worthwhile metrics and total vanity metrics, metrics that don't matter at all. Right. You could be tracking traffic, uh, and you could be tracking conversion and these aren't necessarily the right ones to track what track, what you, what you track, what you measure is the stuff that gets done. So if you're measuring traffic, then you're like, let's get more people to the site. Right. But that, that will only hurt your conversion because for every, you might have a hundred people on your site in a month. Well, you get a bunch of people. Now you have a thousand people on your site in a month, but that's like 900 of them are not the right kind of person for you. You know, they're not, they're not interested in what you're selling or what, what, what you're talking about. So you just have a lot of traffic and very little substance and engagement. So now you're building for that and, and you, you've gotten way off track. So for me, with my wife and my relationship with her as a key performance metric, as a thing that I'm going to measure, then it's like, okay, if she just tolerates me for too long, that's going to strain that relationship too much, right? So I have to have buyout, buy-in from her. You know what I mean? One of the episodes that we did on the Fizzle Show, I think it was episode 55, fizzleshow.co slash 55 is on, is one of my favorites. It's on uh, like sort of relationships, partner, like, like life partner relationships as an entrepreneur and some ways to get your partner in on the same, same team as you in this thing and help them understand your vision and why you're doing it and how much it's going to cost. Well, see Chase, that's why that, that's the episode I listened to that I said, I got to ask Chase to be on the show. Oh, perfect. So that's perfect. So in that, we got into to, to a lot of stuff. It's one of my favorite episodes because it's something I, it's an episode I learned a lot from listening to Corbett, who's been doing it for longer than me, who just, he had some great ideas about how to get your partner on the same page, under, helping them understand the vision of what you're trying to build rather than just go like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And you're kind of like stealing time, stealing time, stealing time. And she's like, oh, you're still building your blog? And I'm like, yeah. And then like next thing you know, we're not talking and I'm over here doing this thing versus understanding, hey, this is what, you know, this is what I'm building. And uh, right now I'm over here and it's going to take me a while to do this. Here's my vision for this thing. I want to X, Y, and Z. Here's the people I want to serve. Here's, here's an example of someone who's doing it and is really successful. And that's their whole job now. And they're providing for their whole family from this thing. That's my vision from this, right? So the, the, in some ways, the difference between acceptance and tolerance is a communication about what the vision is, where you're going, what the mission is, and calling your ass to the line to say, like, keep me accountable to this because I'm the one who's going to let myself down the most when it's like a Tuesday night and I'm tired and I'm supposed to write a blog post. I'm supposed to do this, that, or the other. But all I want to do is watch the new Game of Thrones that we missed on Sunday. It's like, what a, like, like, help me stay accountable to continue to do this. The same way that like, like with, with uh, working out, like you mentioned exercise and working out, your partner 
can be an asset for you in that, or your, your friends can be an asset for you. If they understand your vision, if they understand how terrible you feel about your body image and how like, I don't, I know that I'm better than this or this, that, and the other, which is, that's the thing to fix, not necessarily your body, your body image. But, but like, if you get them on the same page about this is costing me and I want, I need your help to get through this, then it's no longer like, why are you always stealing time to go do that instead of being with me? It's we're sort of shoulder to shoulder facing the same direction instead of like battling at one another. That to me is, and then, and then, so first of all, that's a really big point about acceptance versus tolerance is like they're only tolerating because you haven't got, you haven't sold them the vision of this thing yet. And then the other thing is a lot of people, you're not going to be able to sell on it. And as, and as you grow up, you get to go like, well, then I don't need you in my life. <laughs> like you're not an important asset to me in this thing. Like we you, you can totally be the person in line at the drive-thru, at McDonald's, like everybody else, or you can go, I, I wanna do life differently. And you get to choose, and both of them are right answers. Both of them, no, nobody wins in the end. Everybody loses, every single one of us loses. But some of us get to smile and enjoy ourselves and have a goal and maybe try to reach it or don't have any goals and try to enjoy ourselves all the time. Whatever, pick a, pick a roadmap and, 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 and then head towards it. So that's where like some people, if they don't fit in with your roadmap, you don't have to try to get them to accept, you know? Well, you know, I think I, I see so many people overlook that. We want to talk about how to write the best headline or whatever, but really like, like that's like step one that we just like completely like fly past, like I guess, yeah. like in this whole thing. And I just never under, quite understood it. But I guess what you're telling us basically is, is once we see divorce papers starting to float around the house, we know something's going wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. If you do see divorce papers floating around the house, stop everything okay. <laughs> and, and take inventory because it might be a good thing that you split up. Who knows? It was a mistake in the first place. Or you could be completely disillusioned right now and, and completely so far up your own ass, you don't know what you're doing at all, right? Indeed. And I'm going to stop the action right here. I'm going to let you tell off for a second. We're going to let you turn the tables on everybody at home <laughs> and ask the audience a fearless question of your own, something that you have always wanted to know the answer to, but we're a little unsure of the response. Chase, what's that question? Um, here's here's what, I, what, I'm, what I'm thinking about right now. It's um, There's this great... Jeff, uh, we just did a, a on our podcast a, a six uh, episode series. We did a, one episode a day on the six stages that every small business goes through. Not every small business goes through, but the six stage roadmap for your small business. It's the one. It's the stages you want your business to go through to be best set up to actually succeed. And in one of the episodes, one of the things that that a lot of people found, which is totally what we expected. And it's totally like how it's supposed to happen. Is that like, I'm a little bit over here in stage one clarity. I'm a little bit over here in stage four money. I'm a little bit over here in planning too. I'm like kind of spread all over the place. Um, and, and, and a lot of people were like coming at that instead of saying like, which is okay. Like I kind of want to do, I, that's totally fine. I'm going to go back and like get solid on clarity and, and connection first and then kind of move on from there. They, instead of feeling like, okay, now I have a plan. They felt like stressed and oh no, I'm doing it wrong. And, and that's not at all what I wanted uh, them to feel. So, so one person in particular commented on the forums and said some, uh, like something to that effect. And I, and I went out and I found this gif of, um, there, there's a movie called The Notebook, which is, is a great movie with Ryan Gosling and, and Amy Adams. And, and it's just, it's, it's just, just a so little, great. little indie film, right? It was a little indie film. It's a little, little indie film. Um, it's, it's not sexy at all. Uh, it's, it's like, it's the sexiest movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, and not just because of Amy Adams, but, but there's this great scene and someone made a gif of it 
uh, uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling going, going like, yeah, but what do you want? And she goes like, what do you want? It's not that simple. God damn it. What do you want? Right? He's just, so he just does that over and over and over and over. And then the loop's just jiffing. Uh, the gif's just looping. <laughs> Sorry, I got another little loop of my own there. And it's this perfect little, little, like, just terrible moment for this couple where he's trying to get her out of her own, out of her own ass to, to, to choose a life for herself, right? And so I would ask that same question. To me, that's the biggest question. What do you want? What do you want? And if you put too much stock in the answer, like, oh, I'll, I'll be happy when I have this, well, then you're never going to be happy. And, and, yet, and so if you, if you make it too big of a question, you can hurt yourself. But if you don't make it a big enough question, you and your life going like, what did I do? I didn't even know who I was. I didn't even figure out what I wanted to do. I never spoke my mind. That's why I keep, there's this, there's this thing on the, these, these nurses, uh, end of life care, huge, like, you know, uh, study of all these, all these, the people at the end of life, like what, what are your biggest regrets? The regrets of the dying is what it was called. And one of the biggest regrets was I didn't speak my mind enough. I didn't, I like, and I just was like, let's be friends. Let's tolerate one another. Instead of going like, no, that's wrong. No, I think this, or of course I love this. You don't love this? Well, then that's your problem. I love this. You know, instead of going like, yeah, I guess it's not that great. You know, if you love the new Death Cab album, then listen to the new Death Cab album. Do you know what I mean? Um, so for me, that question, what do you want? The whole, the whole, all of life is in that question. And I'm terrified of it because I have a lot of different answers to them, but I don't trust that any of them are the, are the one because I've changed so many times over my life. I've been so many different people, it seems like. Um, so, so that's my, that's my question. What do you want? Chase, I regularly hand out uh, fake awards on the show and I'm yeah. going to give you two of them right now. One uh, for the uh, longest uh, guest question ever in show history. So congratulations, sir. On yes. That. Thank you. I, it's my, uh, it's my, my, my honor. Thank you. That was, that was impressive. I am thoroughly impressed. And then two, I think you're going to win the award for uh, the guest that has allowed me to ask the least amount of questions on the show as well. Oh boy. I, I, I mean, I think I want to thank the Academy, my mom and dad, um, got to say thanks to God, you know, just, uh, if he's up there, thanks pal. <laughs> and, uh, you will receive two engraved plaques in the mail shortly. Here. That's so great. I'll, I'll get your, stay on the line and we'll get your address and we'll get that out to you. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, um, I do want to bring it back to something and we, we've kind of touched upon it a little bit. And I guess the question I want to know is then why do we kind of allow ourselves to say or think that we can live with this tolerance then? Well, because that's really status quo-ish, right? That, that's, that's what most of us do, I think, right? I think I'm trained by school to, to do that. I think I'm trained by my family to just, like, be tolerated and to tolerate, you know, that, that it's okay. I think that's why, for me, I was always running so hard towards my friends and why so many of them were, like, were like a little bit of the ragamuffins and the, and the sort of the, the weird, weird kids. Like, I was a, weird, I was a weirdo. In, in some ways, you know, I wasn't one of the cool jock guys, but I could get on with them. And I wasn't one of the super weirdy goth kids, but I, I was like a little bit like that. And I could get on with them. You know, I could get, I could get along with all these folks. So why, why do we, why do we uh, just tolerate things? It just seems like it's the, it's, it's the way that's supposed to go. And in some places it's really great. In some situations in life that thank God we tolerate things. Thank God, thank God we like, you know, like, like people who, who don't want to, uh, who don't believe in X, Y, and Z still tolerate it for the sake of a society that works. You know what I mean? In a legal, a legal situation, right? Like, thank God for a lot of that. 
but it's just like when we think about our our lives and it's like you're a cog in a machine you're an ant you, you you're just doing all the things that everybody's doing then it's like okay well what do you what do you, like the question what do you want that's the only thing that that's the only moment where where you kind of can come up from the stream of this like you know um it's not that I want to say status quo. It's just like the mediocrity, you know, to me, I've always wanted to not be mediocre and, and I, and I still am so, so mediocre, which is like, it, it's never good to just define yourself based on like, well, I just don't want to be like everybody else. Cause that's not a good way of answering. What do you want? That's just like a makeup made up, like, you know, vapid way of, of trying to answer that question. Well, what do you want? Well, they all want that. So I don't want that. I'm going to go want this thing over here. That's not a, it's not a real thing. That's a thing that's in, coming from the outside in again, not from the inside out. So anyways, to, to guess, put a point on it is, is why do we, why do we all tolerate so much? Well, because it's like, it sort of is a cultural, it, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a good thing to do, but it also can lead us into, into this, like, you know, I don't know, sleepy way of being, I guess. Chase, I got two more questions for you and yeah. I'm going to try and squeeze them in. Um, my last one, my last fearless question, then we're going to have an audience uh, question wrap it up here for you. My last fearless question to you is, is where are you still getting tolerance instead of acceptance? It's a good question. It's a good question, but I have to do the mental work of trying to go again, like, wait, wait, tolerance and acceptance. What is this again? What is it? Okay. Uh, but because um, what it, what it kind of makes me think of is like, where are you not standing up for yourself? Right. And where are you, where are you? Um, allowing others to sort of uh, tell you what to do or, or allowing social norms to sort of be the thing, the way that you live your life versus like, well, I've always felt that that was wrong, but, but I've kind of like, well, I've just gone, gone on with it. Um, so where am I just allowing all that tolerance instead of acceptance? I don't know. It's a good question. I'm sure, I'm sure a million places. I can think of a million ways in which my life is not going the way I want it to be going, but that's always, that's always that we all have that, right? We all have like, I wish I was, I wish I was more successful, whatever that means. I wish, I wish more important people thought, told me I do a good job. I wish, I wish I had more friends and I wish, uh, I wish my wife didn't work as hard as she does so that we could just enjoy ourselves more. But like, we both really like our work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there, it's just like life's constantly moving around that way. So it's a very hard question to answer for me. I'll let you off. Uh, off let, me off. On that let, one. let me off the hook on that I, one. I'll let you off the hook uh, only because um, I don't uh, I don't want to uh, um, kidnap any more of your time. But uh, okay. next time, Chase, next time, not so easy, my friend. Hardball, hardball. We're going to wrap this up with an audience member question from my, my new friend, Stephanie Sims, and she wants to know, um, do you think that being accepted somewhere is enough, you know, kind of finding your tribe, or is it acceptance from certain people, family, close friends, that leads to happiness? I think that's a really great question. Her name is Stephanie? Yes. Is that right? That is a, and it's a really great, um, I think probably a, a very kind of when I got to, when I was saying like a lot of people you don't need to be accepted by, you don't even need to be tolerated by, right? You can just, if you make the decision of this is where I'm going, I'm going over there to that mountain. And if you're not coming with me, well then you're, you're working against me. Right. And this can turn you into dirt bag or it can turn you into a great leader. One of the two, depending on, depending on how good the mountain is <laughs> and how you do it, I guess. But, um, but yes, yes, I think the answer to Stephanie's question is yes, because it's both and. Sometimes, like, uh, you know, thank God all of us uh, sort of, uh, just about all of us were like, because I think about like, okay, Hitler, a lot of close friends going like, we're for you, pal. 
and a lot, and in most of the world going like this this is, let's not do this anymore I don't agree with this I'm not going to tolerate it either um, so in certain in, in, in those big world situations everything gets wonky but in our own personal life I think a ton the older that I get um, and I have a I have a five and a half year old so like I'm you know, I'm 32 in real life, but since I have a five and a half year old, that means I'm like 49 or something like that because you're aging faster with a kid. So what I, what I sense is the older I get, the more, uh, the, the less I give a shit about what anybody's saying. Do you know what I mean? There, and, and the smaller that group of people that I want to impress is. And my impressing of those people is less about me being loved and accepted and more about me contributing to something that's important to me. Do you understand? So, so the older that I, and this has been, I mean, I've been a people pleaser my whole life. I've tried to get every single person in the world to like and love me because there's just a massive hole in my heart uh, that, uh, that I, I can't fill up somehow. Um, it, just ask my baristas. <laughs> They'll tell you how hard I try. Um, but, but there's this other, there's this other thing I'm learning where there are, are relationships that are so much more important, that are so much more substantial than those, those little, I don't know, uh, than, than, than all of the little barista relationships. There's a handful of relationships that have come to mean a lot to me. And people who have been a fan of me, not because of anything I did or, anything, or any of my qualities or any of the things, ways that I'm trying to get these baristas to like me. They're just like, I just, I'm for you. I just like who you are. Right. And I've started noticing that with other people too. people who don't have anything. They think they're not successful. They think they're not good enough artists. They think they're this and the other. And I just really like being with them. I just like being around them. You know what I mean? So that has taught me a ton about just, I don't know, kind of being convinced finally that it's not about getting every barista to like you using that as a metaphor for like all of the people. It's about finding your tribe. Like she said, tribes, you know, it's about like your crew. You know, and crew is even smaller to me than a tribe. Like crew is like, these are the people that I really don't want to let down because they call me up. They call me higher. They make me more than I was just by myself trying to please everybody. You know what I mean? I, I completely agree. And I, I uh, definitely think everybody should find their crew and their tribe. Uh, I'm going to leave yeah. it right there because I don't think we can do any better. Um, mm. Chase, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us here today and slightly understand what the topic was because I didn't prepare you for it, but that's my fault, not yours. And I'll, No, I like it because I like to discover on camera. That's how I like to do sure. it. Sure. It's much better. Yeah. Uh, well, in light of that, I have two things for you. One, I want you to tell people where they can uh, learn more about you. Um, and one, and, and two, I want you to leave them with a fearless action, something you want them to kind of do to maybe kickstart uh, finding some more acceptance. I'll tell you, uh, I'll do both of those in the same one. I, we mentioned that the, the episode of the show, we mentioned two podcast episodes of mine uh, that I think, I think would be really valuable. One is episode 55, fizzleshow.co slash 55. That is for, um, that is about this relationship stuff. And how do you get people on the same page as you um, and going in the same direction? That idea of selling them on the vision, that requires a lot of work from you to actually figure out what the hell the vision is right? So listen to fizzleshow.co slash 55 because I think it's a really great introduction to like, how can I do this? If it's not with your spouse or partner, it's with maybe a friend or a few friends or a mastermind group, right? Um, then the, the other thing is uh, the, the roadmap that I mentioned, fizzleshow.co slash 100. 
the 100th episode of our show, we started that roadmap. And that might be a really great way to kind of go like, okay, what am I building and how is it going to look to build this thing over time? And then, of course, sh short of that, you could, uh, you could join us at Fizzle for a dollar and, and be surrounded by a community of entrepreneurs who are trying to build things uh, that, are, that they're proud of and not burn out. And, and basically, it's kind of like a bar full of great people who are doing awesome work. Chase, I love it. And uh, I, I feel like we didn't quite meet the joke quota that I had in mind for the show, but we did okay. Uh, <laughs> we did okay. I, was, I had higher expectations, but that's right. Dang, man, I don't want to let you down. I'll, I'll cry myself to sleep tonight and, and we'll get over it. But uh, maybe next time. Chase, thank you so much for being on the show. And of course, if everybody wants to hear what Chase's uh, fearless question he's most afraid to ask himself, we'll head on over to fearlesslyquestioning.com. And uh, you can go ahead and get that along with, obviously, all of the other great guests we've had on the show. Chase, thanks a lot. We're going to get out of here. Take it easy, everybody. All right. Thanks, Joey.